Hello and welcome to another episode on the world as we know it. I'm your host Austin Taro and this week on TWWKI, we are going to get into free games, Superman Returns, and a man named George Floyd. We're going to get started today with a discussion of the new series of games and streaming trials that have just been released as free. Has anyone ever thought about how if a mass amount of games were free that we would enjoy gaming even more? Well today is the day ladies and gentlemen. So a lot of people know the classic game of Pong that was invented in 1970s, but what a lot of people don't know is that there was actually a game similar to Pong that was invented in October of 1958 by a physicist named William Higginbotham, who was born in 1910 in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and grew up in Caledona, New York. And of course, after that, Pong was invented, and after that, a bunch of more sophisticated and graphic games were invented to have more entertainment on the community of gamers. So like I said before, the evolution of gaming has gone seriously up and the ideas for more games is still being made today. We started off playing a 1970s game that was just about tennis with one little ball and two brick type rectangular pieces that would just move up and down to hit the ball back and forth to games that have movie-like graphics, a storyline that people can follow, and characters that they can fall in love with to just a regular Pong game. And also stores have even gotten a lot of like evolution too. They stores from all over the world. They've like arcades, for example. You know, people walk in, pay money to um, play arcade games. And then from there, it went over to just like people waking up in the morning, sitting on the couch, eating some breakfast and playing some online games. Just the evolution of gaming is insane. And it's gotten way more advanced in the 70s. And I'm pretty sure they're probably halfway done in finishing their conquests and making their games extraordinary. Another thing is that the way they're evolving in society today is the decision-making that these new games are giving people, such as if you're in an adventure game and you have to decide whether to attack a certain place or leave a certain place behind where no one bothers it and whatever, that's a decision. And it helps people with decision-making skills in the future. That's a big thing. And hence to back then where it was just a couple balls hitting each other um, from Bricks or Pac-Man. Well, Pac-Man did have decision making. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) It did, but it wasn't as big as like the future of games. Another thing, though, is that society actually looks to games as like a threat to some people since it causes violent behavior from other games, since it causes like mental Um, illnesses and it does other stuff towards people where facts have either been proven or have been wrong about but that's another whole deal that we'll get into at a different part (laughs) but games have changed society majorly by those things and it's crazy how much they evolved 
And it's crazy that games have gotten this much publicity that they've created tournaments out of them. And they're not even for like the big time games. Some of them are for small time games like Super Smash Bros. And the big time ones are Fortnite, PUBG, Call of Duty. And it's just crazy. And the reward you mount for getting it is not only just like fame, but you also get fortune and a lot of fortune. <laughs> like you can rain the fortune rains from like $30,000 to like $5 million or just winning a tournament off of a game. To me, that's like insane how much games have evolved when I was a kid. And it's just gotten to the point where you can actually start making a living off of games. Now, on top of these tournaments, high schools are even participating in this competition with gaming. They've created esports teams for a bunch of students to make official teams for their school. And the prizes are insane. Like there are more than $16 million dollars and college scholarships for gamers that win tournaments. I mean, you're talking about post-game meals, team jerseys, and other perks that are like involved with this program because people are like making these games into huge tournaments and making gamers into a huge profit for what they want to study in the future. And that's honestly pretty cool. And it gives you that sense of like, oh, you know, I can do what I love and still make money off of it. But I don't know how you guys feel about it, but <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty weird transition going into it when it deals with scholarships and sports. But okay, guys, we're going to get into the main event here that I've been waiting to talk about at the start of this podcast, and that is the free games that are happening all around the world. So on May 29th, 2020, they have officially announced that some games and some streaming trials will be offered as free for a limited time only to people that are in quarantine due to the COVID-19 outbreak that is having everyone experience it today. So some of the games that are being available for free are Borderlands, the handsome collection on PC, on the Epic Games Store by June 4th, the Witcher Enhanced Edition on PC and Gato Roboto on PC and then Citus 2, which is free on iOS and Android. And you can also find this information on IGN. They list an article that specifically has the games and the trials that are available. And the trials that are available for some time are the video streaming contents, digital book and comics and the free online learning courses for some people that are getting into games or anything else. And some of the content that is available for free on these streaming apps are Disney Plus, Prime Video, Hulu, and for the digital books and comics is the Kindle Unlimited and Cosmology Unlimited. And for the music streaming is Amazon Music, Tidal, and Spotify. As well for the online courses, it is Udemy, Treehouse, Code Academy, and Coursera are just some of the free trials that are available to this day for the week. This all reminds me of the time when I started gaming as a kid. <laughs> I started when I was, I, I believe, in middle school, and my first game and system was the PlayStation. Star Wars was my first game. 
it was honestly a great like childhood that I had just because gaming was always around me and it helped me like be more confident and it helped me be fun and make friends and it was just all um about that that helped me out in life and I enjoyed playing them because I enjoyed being myself around just me and uh, around my friends as well because when you play a game that means a lot to you and to other people you can really be yourself around those people and my life wasn't really impacted by games except for how when I was sad or depressed at any moment in my life games would always be there for me to cheer me up and make me more happy and I knew my friends would be online and I could play with them and that's how gaming kind of helped me out in my life a little bit how it gave me happiness when I was sad that's honestly how it happened and that's how influenced I was towards games because they could help me with problems outside of gaming now moving on to the future of movies here specifically for a popular genre relating to DC Comics is some brand new Superman movies as well as some other DC movies that we're going to talk about later in the podcast so stay tuned Superman has been a great figure in the DC universe and now he is about to be an even bigger idol in the future of these movies okay so let's get down to it Superman was born on a planet named Krypton and was given the name Kal-El at birth but an unfortunate events happened on his planet which was destroyed by a natural cataclysm and was sent to Earth in a spaceship moments before the Earth exploded. And he landed in an American countryside near the fictional town of Smallville. He actually was starred in a comic, which was written by Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster. And it was the very first comic ever made for Superman in the 1930s. And it was named Action Comics Number 1. And later in his years growing up, he learned he had extraordinary powers that no other human on Earth could match him. He had superhuman strength, the ability to fly, could shoot laser beams out of his eyes, has very, very cold breath that when he uses cold breath on people, it could freeze them. And he was impenetrable by anything. So basically, he was an, most, the most invincible superhero in the entire DC Comics. But his only weakness is kryptonite. Of course, everybody knows Superman movies, but the original Superman movie came out in 1978 and turned into a trilogy that was known in the 80s. And then afterwards, 20 years later, Superman Returns was a brand new movie that showed up. And that was played by actor Brandon Ruth. And then the other three were played by an actor by the name of Christopher Reeve. But now we know the Superman as the Man of Steel movies, and he is played by a guy named Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill has played Superman in a lot of his movies, such as the Man of Steel, Justice League, and Batman vs. Superman, and has many more movies to come. And he said in a recent interview that he is not giving up the role of Superman in that there is more justice to be done in the franchise. To give you guys a little bit more insight about the new DC movies that are coming out soon, there is Wonder Woman 1984 that is coming out on August 14th, 2020, The Batman, October 1st, 2021, The Suicide Squad, 
August 6, 2021. Black Adam, December 22nd, 2021. Aquaman 2, December 16th, 2022. And there is also those movies that are on hold in development and that have statuses that are unknown. And those are Shazam 2, The Flash, The New Gods, Batgirl, The Trench, Green Lantern Corpse, HBO, Max DC Movies are all in development. Supergirl is on hold. And the statuses that are unknown are Nightwing, Lobo, Cyborg, Superman Reboot, Justice League Part 2, Justice League Dark, and The Joker 2. And there are rumors that these four movies are reportedly dead in the future, which are Gotham City Sirens, Man of Steel 2, Jared Leto Joker movie, and Harley Quinn slash Joker movie. But to be honest with you guys, I don't think they're going to be dead because <laughs> the Man of Steel was a success and I guarantee the second one's going to be even better. The reason why I say that is because the recent Joker movie that came out was a villain centric project and it crossed over the billion dollar mark in the global box office and it was and it became the most profitable comic book movie of all time and with that idea in mind they're actually going to start putting in more r-rated superhero movies for dc henry cavill as superman has impacted the community of dc quite a bit with a lot of people having skeptical thoughts about him in the future and a lot of people liking the actor playing the famous superhero in the future. But I've gotten a lot of reports and research towards people not liking him. And such as Quora actually had a lot of votes towards Henry Cavill's Superman. A lot of people like him as an actor, right? But they don't like him as a Superman because he portrays Superman in a very doubtful, angust, and uninteresting tendency to brood type of Superman, which is not the kind of hero that people expect him to be when they read him in the comics, games, and other sorts of movies that came out before this actor was Superman. So when I was introduced to Superman, it had to be around elementary school, so a good solid like 12 years ago i was introduced with a batman action figure when i was at least eight years old i remember losing him at the mall actually <laughs> i would take him everywhere with me and i lost him at the mall and I, because i dropped him through uh one of the walkways to the second floor and a car ran over him right but then afterwards i actually got a new action figure toy that was of Superman. And then after that, I started to gain more research and interest in Superman. And that's when I was like, oh, Superman's actually a really cool dude. And I started to get more in, in touch with him and like, and like him a little bit better. Um, but at the time, I still preferred Marvel over DC because I love Spider-Man. <laughs> he was another one of my favorite superheroes. And he was more of an inspiration to me than Superman. But that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. I don't know about other people. But yeah, that was uh, my elementary school story about Superman. And he wasn't really a big part of my life just because he was just a superhero at the time. And I mean, I did have an action figure of him and I was bored and sometimes I would play with him. But other than that, that's about it. I didn't really see any of his movies growing up, to be honest. But when I was older, I did see The Man of Steel, and that was pretty good to me. 
I did like special effects and the action that they had built into it. It was really good. I do like Henry Cavill's Superman. He is pretty cool. I think that he might make a great Superman later on. And I do like how he wants to keep going with it. He doesn't want to quit. He doesn't want to stop because he feels there's more improvement to be made towards his character. And that is inspiring to me that he wants to keep going. So congrats to you, Henry Cavill. Make us proud in these next upcoming DC movies. Now, everybody, this is something that I must address since this has been going on for a good long week now. The unfortunate and unnecessary murder of George Floyd. This has been the big news of the week and involves the death of an African-American man by the name of George Floyd. George Floyd was an unarmed African-American man who died after the Minneapolis police officer kneeled on his neck for more than eight minutes while three of his partners were around him. And the phrase, I can't breathe, was mentioned many times by Mr. Floyd when he was on the ground, on the pavement, suffering from a knee to the neck. This entire event occurred in Powderhorn, Minneapolis, Minnesota, it was right after he was arrested for a counterfeit $20 bill where four police officers were surrounding him and one of them was kneeling down on his neck on the pavement. The people that were involved in this were, of course, the police, but also a bunch of witnesses that were surrounding the altercation that was happening. And one of them actually got it on video that went viral on the internet. And when everyone saw what happened, it caused a whole lot of problems for the United States, especially for the protesting and the riots and everything else that is later to come. So when the video went viral, it was beyond crazy what has been happening right now. There have been protests, not only in Minneapolis, but it has spread through all over the globe. There's been protests in London. There's been protests in Germany. There's been protests in over 25 states. It has gone big, ladies and gentlemen, and it's only going to get bigger if they don't change something with this and the group black lives matter are mainly the people that are in these protests right now trying to bring justice to the officers and justice to what has been going on with the black community with law enforcement into the right hands the government have responded in many ways towards the protests and riots by issuing a state of emergency and full police riot gear and support to each state to overcome these protests and riots. What they also did though, is capture and arrest Derek Chauvin, who was the police officer who was kneeling down on George Floyd's neck and killed him. And they charged him with third degree murder and manslaughter as a way of justice towards that officer. But the people of the protests are still furious because three of the officers have not yet been charged or have yet been accompanied or even harmed by these protests and they still sit idly watching everything happen and none of the government is doing anything about it. In the first couple of days during this week, there have been peaceful protests with the people and just regular lines and groups and marching on the streets. It was just peaceful, holding up signs and shouting what they believe in. But later, they actually turned violent, burning down buildings, burning down police stations, trying to get her point across by looting stores, 
and harming other people, harming the police, and just acting in a violent nature while trying to protest what they believe in. The phrase, I can't breathe, has been the symbol of this protest. People have been writing it on signs, walls, stores, everywhere, and they've been shouting it to police departments and other police officers in an attempt to fix right from this justice and to make right for what's been going on. Yes, people have been harmed during these protests. People have been stabbed, shot, stolen AR-15s from police officers and attempting to shoot, shot in even bows and arrows. People would take bows and arrows out of their car to fend off against the protesters. People have been throwing bricks and rocks. There was a brick that someone threw at a horse and killed the horse, and the cop was on it, and he fell off. The cop was fine. The horse was killed instantly by the brick. This has gone into something serious, and I don't know when this is going to stop, but it is huge right now. The governments in each protest state have issued a sort of martial law, basically a curfew, if you say, a curfew for each state that is under these protests. In California, yesterday the curfew was at 4 p.m., and I know in Ohio the curfew was at 11 p.m., and in Maryland now it's at 11 p.m. for the curfew. And it's just gone from bad to getting worse now with what's happened next. Now, with all these curfews happening, the National Guard is in this whole entire thing. They have set up roadblocks, set up forts and other fortifications to fend off against the protests. And the National Guard have been deployed in every state as well and have been given orders to shoot at these people if anything is in the worst case scenario. And I know what you guys are thinking right now about what Trump said in this mess. Let me tell you, what he has been saying are all not nice things. And he has turned into something more than just a president, to be honest with you. And it's getting worse in his case with the people. In a couple of Twitter posts, one of them reads, looting leads to shooting. This is what Trump said. And... That's pretty bad of a president to say that about his own people, how when people loot and protest, it leads to shooting. And that's what clearly his intentions were, as well as ordering the National Guard to shoot on site to looters. And just recently, actually, yesterday, as a matter of fact, he posted a Twitter comment saying the A-N-I-F-T-A are considered terrorists now. He said they were terrorists because of the stuff that they've been doing about burning buildings and protesting about what's going on with the black community and the police. That is beyond insane. Even the reporters of CNN and other news stations have been getting pepper sprayed, arrested, and even tear gassed during this whole entire event. And just recently, a CNN reporter and his crew got arrested for suspicious activity in the lines of the police. And they were released recently from the Democratic government in the state of Minneapolis. And all Trump is doing in this whole entire reaction is Twitter battles and calling the protest a disgrace, calling them racial slurs, even making fun of the Democratic government in each state how they're not doing anything at all to resolve this. That's all he's got to say to this. That's what he said to the people in his Twitter. 
He didn't act on anything. All he did was order the National Guard to shoot on sight, which was very bad in his case. And I don't know what's going to come next. My thoughts on this is that everyone should be careful and be safe when doing these protests. Everyone should be careful going to work. Everyone should be careful walking their dog because this has been an insane week for the protesting group and it's just only going to get worse before it gets better. But my thoughts on it are that this is totally the right and justice way. They have the right to protest. It's under our constitution that anybody can protest in any state. So they have the right to do this and I fully support it. So I hope they feel safe. The videos I've seen on the news too are despicable. It shows police beating on protesters. It shows them shooting at protesters. It even shows them pepper spraying and tear gassing protesters. It's crazy what's coming. And the protesters are retaliating back in a very violent manner. They're throwing fireworks in police crowds. They're throwing bombs and buildings to burn them down and they're even looting stores like i've seen all of this and it's beyond crazy and i'm coping with it in a very calming way because well the reason why was because i it hasn't come my way yet so i'm not too stressed but i am coping this with in a very calm way i'm hoping that the protesters do get what they deserve because this has gone far too much what I say to the protesters, what I say to you guys is please be safe, please be careful, and whatever you do, do not act on violence anymore. Just try to do a peaceful protest, and I guarantee you, you'll probably get what you want. Trust me, it'll definitely work out. Well, I got to say to Trump and his advisors, they're not handling this quite well. They're ordering the shoot at the protesters, they're ordering the protesters as terrorists, Trump is just doing racial slurs against him still, and he's doing pat doing them passively, not even like aggressively. So it's just getting worse and worse for them. And just recently, they actually moved Trump down to the bunker, which hasn't happened in decades in the United States because of these protests, because people are at the White House right now trying to go over the fences to get to Trump or get to the White House and burn it down. That's what they're trying to do. And it's just getting worse. And the Secret Service, I don't think, can hold on to defending it anymore. The Trump administration better think of something. They really do. Because this is going to get worse before it gets better for you guys. For George Floyd's family, I wish him all the best. And I know things have not been the best for them right at this moment. I understand that this is heartbreaking, to be honest with you. I get it. You know? It's hard. It's going to be even harder as the days go on. Just knowing that a police officer and three other police officers can walk free during this killing. I understand what you guys are going through and I do wish you all the best. I do. And I hope that in the future, your time will come. Your time will come. That's for sure. And to everyone else listening that has never heard of this throughout the week, I do encourage you to look into it. I do encourage you to take the time to acknowledge what has been happening and try to find some way to support and see what you can do in this time of need for this uh, country and for the people in the country. So all the best.
Well, everyone, thank you for joining me for another episode on The World As We Know It. If you guys want to join my community, please go ahead and check out my Facebook page titled The World As We Know It. And for more updates on the show, you can go ahead and follow me on on my Instagram, Austin underscore underscore tarot. I upload my episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out my website as well, guys. It'll be on Podbean. And as a special note to the people protesting about George Floyd's death, stay strong and fight for what you believe in. Thank you, everyone. I'll talk to you next week. And as always, have a great day.